Welcome to the Transform Your Wealth and Health podcast, where experts in wealth, health, and fitness help transform your life. Here's your host, Andy Arder. He's a property investor and entrepreneur that does things all his own way. He's the writer of the hugely successful Clapham Property blog. It's Mr. South London himself, Jeroen Hoppe. Jeroen, how are we doing? Really good, Andy. Thanks for having me on the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. No problem at all. Thank you for coming over. So, tell us all about your background, if you may. I mean, we need to know a little bit about what you've done in the past so that we can get a feel for where you've come to now. Would that be okay? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, Well, we had a bit of a chat beforehand about uh, when I came to the UK. Yeah. Um, I stopped you, didn't I? I yeah. Said, oh, no, don't, don't tell me too much because uh, we need to hear it on the podcast. I only need to tell it again. So, um, yeah, in a nutshell, very, uh, very international upbringing. So, uh, born in South Africa, Dutch parents, and we did a lot of traveling when I was younger. So, uh, from Mozambique to Lebanon to New York, Nigeria, Israel, uh, wow. Lots of weird and wonderful places, <laughs> I've yeah. Got, I've got to ask you, how, how come so many places then? Uh, my father was a diplomat, so right. the uh, the procedure was basically you stay in a country yeah. uh, for three to four years and then you get moved on right. to uh, to a new posting. Mm-hmm. So people always say like, oh, your English is so good. I'm like, well, it should be. It's my first language <laughs> after all. Um, but yeah, international schools, international upbringing, so lots of different mm-hmm. cultures and, and vibes around me my whole life. So mm-hmm. coming to the UK wasn't really that much of a stretch. Uh, we spent a bit of time in Holland, uh, where I actually went to a, a to a Dutch international school. It was Dutch mm-hmm. British, so Deep. I switched over to the British so system. You can speak Dutch? Yeah, yeah. My, my mm-hmm. parents spoke Very Dutch good. to me at home, so I'm perfectly bilingual. And yeah. as my name suggests, I'm, uh, <laughs> I still have orange blood. Uh, but yeah, coming to London was pretty straightforward because a lot of my friends uh, were also moving to the UK, uh, London in particular, because I did. Um, did uh, international baccalaureate. It was a British sort of uh, school and uh, lots of people were coming to London. So I thought, oh, this is a great place to study Uh, because I had this thing about being taught in English. I didn't really want to switch to being taught in Dutch. And they did um, sort of English courses at university level in Holland. But Mm -hmm. I I had this thing that I didn't want to be taught by someone in whatever subject uh, by someone who spoke English less well than me. Uh, especially with the Dutch accent being what it is, it would just annoy me. Yeah, it's so quite I, strong sometimes. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's I terrible. Do love the Dutch, by the way. Oh, they're great, and they speak really good English generally. Yeah. But the accent, oh man, it just it just gets me. Um, so yeah, moved to London, uh, did a marketing degree, um, subsequently failed miserably at getting oh. a marketing job. Oh. <laughs> so I, I actually fell into uh, to a state agency. But if you fail in in marketing in London, it's probably not for you. Right? It's so, probably not for me. No, no. no. But I, anyway, I fell into a state agency and, and did quite well at that. Yeah. I um, moved up to sort of branch manager level quite quickly, mm-hmm. ran my own office and uh, later on, I uh, ran my own estate agency what as well. What area was this in? Was this in South London? Yeah, all South London. Yep. Um, I did uh, a little stint in West London ever so briefly at the start of my career, but most of it's been mm-hmm. uh, South London. So uh, Oval, 
Dulwich, Lewisham, a uh, little bit in Southfields as well. So I know Wimbledon and mm-hmm. and obviously living in South London, you, you sort of live and breathe mm-hmm. the area yeah. and um, you get a really good feel of what works investment wise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I quickly became wise to the whole buy to let idea. I bought my first property after a year of being in a state agency. Mm-hmm. Um, that worked really well. Just kept on going, refinanced and you know kept on buying. What, what years was this? Oh, so I bought my first one in 2004. Uh, it wasn't an HMO or anything like that. It was just standard buy to let. Oh, it was a great yield at the time, 6.5% for a Victorian <laughs> yeah, conversion. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, it was yeah. Bought it with a 97% mortgage because back in the day you could do all that. In those you know? days, yeah. Um, practically bought it on a credit card. I think mm-hmm. the deposit was something like £5,000. It, uh, it was very, very cheap. And You'd that like some of those now, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, <laughs> buy them all day long <laughs> if, if I knew then what I know now then wow okay, yeah. I, we'd be doing this interview in Barbados hindsight with being shorts on the well you are in yeah, shorts I am in shorts yeah <laughs> it's summertime after all it's like the hottest day of the year as we record so yeah um, I also just kept on buying um, and then when I uh, when I left my employer set up for myself I did quite well again, you know, the revenue went up, well, from from zero to 100,000 in a year mm-hmm. to 200, 300, and just kept on going. Yeah. And um, I sort of fell into uh, the pin circuit. I started doing yeah. some talks there, um, did the lettings update for Wimbledon pin back in the day, uh, met um, Trevor Cutmore, who, yeah, yeah. you know, who, uh, who taught me a lot, mm-hmm. and... Uh, basically people were saying to me all day long like oh you should do this full time you should be an investor full time mm-hmm. like well you know I've got this estate agency and I like what I do and and all that sort of thing um, but yeah then then opportunity came along to partner up my estate agency with another firm and uh, I took it so I had some money bought a flat renovated it sold it yeah. bought another one <laughs> hung on to it refinanced and then i used the whole mantra of uh you know get angel investors on board uh, and i just grew uh, a portfolio mm. i went from three properties to nine in the space of two and a half years wow it's quite quite a growth when you've got to do the work that goes in with it <clears throat> excuse me because of course that you've got you know not just the matter of um doing the projects but you've got to find the finance and all the other technical stuff that goes with the builds and because you mm-hmm. refurbish a lot of yours don't you, you don't, absolutely you, you buy know. them in poor condition and you add value so i uh, i add a lot of value by reconfiguring yeah uh, so i'll buy you know your typical flats three bedrooms mm-hmm. i'll move the kitchen to a lounge make a fourth bedroom yeah. uh, maybe add an extra bathroom I've, mm-hmm. I've done it from four to five bedrooms as well right. um just adding value through refurbishment and and reconfiguration right. okay so why Clapham Property Blog. How did that come about? That's a really good question, and uh, I'm glad you asked me that. I ask these questions. Yeah, <laughs> you're known for that. Uh, so the Clapham Property Blog came about because uh, my agency was in Clapham, and uh, I figured, what better way to attract Clapham landlords than to write about the Clapham property market? Um, so hence the Clapham Property Blog. Yeah, um, I just started writing. And um, talked a lot about yields, about different investments and different sort of strategies. You know, back in the day, people would just buy a property and it would wash its face as in... Like single lets. Single lets, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. People would just buy them and go, oh, well, the, the rent is a £1,000. Yeah. The mortgage is a £1,000. Great, we'll buy it. 
and yeah. and they'll just hope the property yeah. goes up in value, yeah. and uh, and one day they'll sell it and, yeah. and make some money. You know, it was very yeah. uh, very much like that. Mm-hmm. Can't do that anymore, can you? Not just at the minute. No. no. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, so the, the blog came along, and I was giving away content and uh, YouTube videos and how investments work and mm. that sort of thing tips tricks hints you know yeah. it, it was all working very well yeah it's good stuff yeah and I kept it going after mm. I got rid of the agency after I partnered it with uh, with the other firm and just kept it going because I actually thought it was a really worthwhile uh, thing to keep going because mm. investors would see me and see my projects become interested yeah. in what I do and um, and, and get in touch mm. and that's that's been happening all yeah. day every day so, although I'm more of a North London guy as you know um, I've obviously seen your stuff on Clapham and you know it's really interesting good stuff as you say there's tips and tricks and all sorts of things mm-hmm. that you you put into it so yeah, um, most of it stuff. you can apply everywhere it's yeah. just that I happen to <clears throat> drill down into the nitty-gritty of South London because yeah. that's that's what I know I mean mm-hmm. I don't invest in Manchester because uh, I, I haven't got the foggiest yeah. <laughs> and and I always think um, it, it's all going well you know I, I hear people chasing you oh I hear the yields are good in the Midlands now I think, well, by the time you've driven up to the Midlands, sat in a coffee shop, felt the area, talked to local property people, mm-hmm. been to 100 networking meetings to maybe one day dip your toe in the water in the Midlands, why don't yeah. you just find an area close to you that works? It's mm-hmm. much less effort. And mm-hmm. all the time and petrol and effort that you've wasted driving to the Midlands, yeah. you, you could be focusing on something that's on your doorstep. Mm. What about the entry level for London, of course, because you know the Midlands compared to London, the entry level is going to be different. So. Yes, the petrol money does uh, it does help yeah. uh, in terms of, you know, you'd have to spend an awful lot of yeah. petrol to uh, to compensate for the uh, the higher acquisition price yes, in yes. London, be mm-hmm. it south or north or whatever. Mm-hmm. How would you um, get around that if you was someone that's just starting out, for example? Well, if you're just starting out and you're looking at London investments, I think the best way to really do that is to work together with someone yep. who uh, either has more money or more experience, mm-hmm. uh, can, can add something to the table. Yes, you, you're mm-hmm. quite right in saying that the price of London properties is prohibitive for most. Yep. But I think that's a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't start with an endless pot of money. No. Uh, yes, I did have some money because I just refinanced a place. Mm-hmm. Uh, that did quite well for me over the years. So I was lucky in that sense. But uh, most of the money that I used to uh, build my portfolio came from angel investors. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was quite uh, good at building a relationship with people, showing them what I've done with my own money. Um, And they were convinced of my abilities and they Mm -hmm. were happy to lend me money for further projects. And that's really how I started the snowball rolling. Mm -hmm. So if you were someone that's maybe on... The second step, let's say, then you've done a little bit of investing and now you want to attract angel investors. What would you suggest is the best way to do it? Well, the way I did it, and this is by no means uh, the holy grail or the best way, or it's just the way that I did it, yeah. um, is I, I took what I knew, I applied it, and I documented it. Yeah. So over the, uh, the course of the, the few projects, I took lots of pictures, videos. Um, I did lots of Facebooking and you know mm-hmm. updates and that sort of thing. Uh, and through my following of the Clapham Property blog, I suppose I, I was one step ahead of most there. Yeah. I, I was already seen as a as a semi authority yeah, on lettings in South yeah, London. And you, you niched down quite well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. thank you. 
Um, so I had a following, uh, all these updates went out and I suppose that reinforced, uh, the, 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 the credibility that I had that, mm-hmm. you know, I was actually doing yeah. what I said was possible theoretically because yeah. it's all good and well writing a book and going, yeah. oh, you can invest in property and you can get such and so yield. And until people see it with their own eyes and, uh, they look at the videos and they go, oh, wow. Okay. He's walking around a flat that he actually owns. Mm. Yeah, they won't take you seriously. No, People no. want to see. Seeing is believing. Yes, that's right. Yeah, some of the um, sales things that I do, and I'm doing them regular basis, like every day pretty much, I've been teaching to some of the property people. And a lot of the property people that I know have been trying a few of these techniques, and they've come up trumps. And one of them just during the week messaged me and said, you know, this, this shit works. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to keep getting out there, and you've got to keep failing and keep trying and trying. But ultimately, yeah, he's, he's had a good result. So what can you say? Um, going to jump back slightly and ask you a little bit about your investing strategy, if you don't mind telling us about that. Because I know there's one or two things that you do at the moment that's probably a little bit different from some of the other people out there that are doing investing. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I became an HMO investor really by accident because I... Uh, People confuse the word HMO or the phrase or acronym, however you want to call it, HMO with multi-let. They think they're synonymous. Now, I'm very much of a mindset that you can make as much money Mm -hmm. with a single let AST as you can on a multi-let. Yep. So a lot of people, they say, oh, great. For example, the rent-to-rent strategy, the ethos is um, take... Just for the people that don't know, AST? Uh, assured short-haul tenancy. And that's so like the, the standard agreement. Your, your default sort of tenancy, yep. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so compare that to uh, renting by the room. So mm-hmm. you have single let and multi-let. Single let, you're just talking, right, I'm renting a one-bedroom flat with my wife or girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Uh, multi-let you live in a house share with five other people for example Mm -hmm. so a lot of people they uh, they think that you'll make more money by including the bills and charging by the room than you will if you let out the property to a single person yeah yeah and to to some extent that's true with the bigger bigger properties five six beds mm-hmm. um but there's not a lot of them around in london most of the properties that we look at two three four beds yeah maybe five an occasion but mm-hmm. the way that i get the best yields drum roll <laughs> <laughs> record this quickly yeah, this is gold <laughs> is oh you have to buy my ebook it's on my website <laughs> Um, I present a a superior product and the, the properties I have, they're in very, very good condition. Mm -hmm. They're always three, four, five beds, which are in shorter supply than the ones and two beds. I make my properties available between August and September because the lettings market in London is very cyclical. Mm -hmm. You get a lot of students that start their new term in September. Now, I don't let to students, so that's not why I do it. Mm -hmm. But what happens is there's so many people looking in August and September, and it spills over a little bit into October because you get the stragglers who were a bit unorganized and too late (laughs) putting their deposit down. Yeah. Um, you get so many people looking in that sort of eight to six, six to eight week period yeah. um, from sort of August 14th to September 30th. 
that the rents jump up by 20%. Oh, <laughs> right. And that's just because of your timing. Just because of the wow. timing. Wow. I mean, that, no wonder you said drum roll for that. Yeah. You're in. <laughs> and and I, I tell that to people yeah. who are experienced investors, and yeah. they go, Really? I said, Yeah. How many times have you moved at Christmas? <laughs> that's oh, true. Oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, no one Nobody moves at Christmas. Nobody does. No, no. And I actually have this article on my blog where I've taken the data from my CRM, uh, uh, my customer relationship management system from my estate agency, and I've plotted the number of applicant registrations with the month of the year. And you can see it just spikes wow. in August. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that the best rents are in August. It no. actually means the best rents are in September yeah. because by the time those people that have registered have made a decision, yeah. You know, we're into September. It's that old supply and demand type stuff. Supply and yeah. demand. So if you're letting out a three, four, or five bed property, you must do it between so 15th of August and 30th of September yeah. because okay. you will simply get the best rents. So how do you get them onto one AST then? Well, I let through my agency that I partnered with yeah. and there was no shortage of inquiries with groups of three, four, or five at that time right. of the year. I never knew that. It's mm. not so much so that you use a website like Spare Room and you know mm. the inquiries for rooms go through. Yeah. Because truth be told, I have done it before. I've let by the room and it's painful. I absolutely <laughs> hate it because you know you get oh oh the shape of the room is a bit awkward and it's square or it's rectangular. <laughs> like how can it be? You know whatever. I don't care. When you have groups of three, four, five, yeah. and you do, uh, I, I know this probably sounds a bit cowboy to people yeah. who have ever looked at a flat with an estate agent and they go, mm -hmm. oh, oh, there were 10 other people in there. But that's just time management because mm -hmm. I can't show it 10 times. I'll just have one hour, one day of the week. If yeah. you can't make it, hey, that's tough. There's 20 other groups of people that can. And I feel like an auctioneer sometimes. And <laughs> That's how I let properties at yeah. the best price, you yeah. know, so be it. And I've had people take stuff based on the photos and they say, oh, oh these photos, are, are they real? Are they real? Is this really the fact? I say, yeah, yeah, come and see it. Yeah. And and they show up and they're like, yeah. oh, oh, it is like the photo. Here's my money yeah. straight away. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you mainly, I think I've heard you say in the past, um, invest in ex-council places? Yes, so that's another part of my niche to make the, the yields work, I suppose, yeah. mm -hmm. is that um, the acquisition of properties in London is, is quite expensive mm -hmm. and ex-council properties are generally 20% um, cheaper. Right, and bigger too sometimes, aren't they? Uh, more rooms, I suppose, and right. a bedroom is money in terms of rent. Yeah. If you, you could rent out a four bed for more than you can a three bed, quite yeah. simply. And yes, the rental price of an ex-local authority property is slightly less, mm -hmm. but it's certainly not proportionally less than the acquisition price. Right. So your yield jumps up. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good tips here, you Well, <laughs> content is, uh, is what I'm looking to deliver. Why not? Do you ever teach or mentor any people at all? Well, in actual fact, a lot of people have asked me, and in the past I've, uh, I've shied away from it, but yeah, there are some people that I'm helping along the way, and, um, and they're seeing some very good results from it, so okay. if, uh, if anyone's interested in hearing more about that, then by all means get in touch. Okay. What's the best way to get hold of you, by the way, while we're on that subject? Uh, well, you can get hold of me through my website, jeroenhopper.com, uh, or the Clapham Property Blog, or find me on Facebook, or LinkedIn, or 
as long as you can spell my name right, I'm sure you can find me. <laughs> tell, tell people how you spell your name. <laughs> it's J-E-R-O-E-N. Yeah. And my surname is Hopper, H-O-P-P-E. Okay. So, you're looking a lot fitter and healthier recently. So, you know, as we're a sort of wealth and health show, can we ask you about your your health journey too? Oh, wow. It's, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's, it's been a big journey, actually. And I, I think it's one of those things that you, you dip into and out of in your life. And uh, last year, um, I had a life-changing event that I won't bore you with. But, um, yeah, in essence... Uh, I, you were able to touch on it a little bit? Or? Uh, well, I, I separated from my wife. And oh, um, okay. I, I decided that um, I, I need to look after myself. And um, I started eating better and um, exercising a bit more and just taking time for myself and I think once you once you sort of reflect and you mm. take time to look at yourself and think right I need to I need to make some changes then I think the um, the changes come mm. quite quickly I think the uh, the body follows what the mind tells you mm. so once I was of the mindset that I was going to do something about it um, it mm. all happened quite quickly and as with any sort of uh, weight loss or transformation journey, you hit stumbling blocks and there's people along the way that will help you. Um, I know a good friend of mine, Dick Patel, he's uh, he's undergone a transformation mm -hmm. as well. And I've been picking his brains for uh, for advice for, for a long time in terms of weight management. And my business partner, Daniel Dennis, um, he's he's gotten very, very big over the past few years. He's, uh, he's been a big inspiration for me as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so combining those those two sort of people in my life, I, uh, I, I I'm eating better. I um, I hit the gym regularly, and uh, I'm a big cycling enthusiast as well. And I've actually not cycled very much over the past six months. Just it's been so cold, but the weather today is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So I might help out on the you, bike. Uh, you could have come on your bike. I could. It's a little bit far. <laughs> Pushing it a little bit. Maybe just a touch, yeah. But uh, we've arrived in a, in a sweaty puddle, I'm sure. It's a whole, whole day today. But I, I love cycling. And um, I, I really got into cycling a couple of years ago. Mm. I hit a lot of personal bests. If anyone out there is a cyclist, I'm on Strava. Uh, I've lost a few KOMs, but I'll, I'll gain them back this year. <laughs> now that I've lost, um, well, I've lost a total of uh, 16 kilos of body weight. Wow. And um, I've put on a, an amazing amount of muscle. Thanks. You've got to a bit of muscle going on. There. <laughs> the weight training yeah, that yeah, I've been yeah. doing is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, I'm fitting into clothes. I, I was actually at a, um, at a networking meeting the other day, and I said to uh, to some good friends that I'm, I'm actually wearing a pair of jeans that I didn't dare throw out because they were that new. I'd only worn them twice. Bought them in mm. 1999. <laughs> And they've been in my cupboard for that long, but they were like Levi's 501s, and they were jet black and beautiful. I did not want to throw them out or yeah. charity shop. I just kept them in the back of my wardrobe forever and ever and ever, thinking yeah. I'll fit back into those one day, and I do. Well I do. done. That's so. superb. Well done to you. There you go. So um, I wanted to ask uh, a little bit about lifestyle, because you touched on it there, obviously, mm. a change of lifestyle, but you make your work match your lifestyle. So instead of your lifestyle match your work, which a lot of people do. So tell us, tell us a little bit about that, if you could. Oh, my lifestyle is fantastic. I, um, yeah, I, I just make everything work together. So um, 
yeah, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are sort of my, my work meeting days, and mm-hmm. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I see my kids and go to the gym, um, and, and the weekend's pretty much free to spend with friends and have my kids and, and get another gym session in, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I, I just mix and match, really, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I don't have a nine to five, I just fit <laughs> everything <laughs> yeah. in. It's, uh, it's it's brilliant. A lot of people said to me, oh, that's the holy grail. And, mm. and I'm very grateful um, for for having achieved that. And I think, you know, being able to um, to come down to you, drive with the top down in my yeah. car and just show up in shorts and, uh, and a short sleeve shirt to what is effectively a business meeting, um, that's, mm. that's level achieved for me. Well, absolutely super. I'm glad you're moving on in the business and your your personal life too so yeah. all power to you you're in i've got your name right yeah yeah, yeah. Ten, <laughs> 10 points i don't give away 10 <laughs> points very often thank you <laughs> okay so getting towards the end of the show now um investors that are out there they've got one or two percent coming in from their bank account and i know there's plenty of people out there that can help them invest in property people like yourself are obviously a good option if they're in your Mm -hmm. area and they want to know more would you do um investments as a a joint venture with people yeah absolutely i've done joint ventures in the past uh which have been very fruitful actually um did a did a flip the year before Mm -hmm. and one Blimey, uh, I'm trying to think now. Uh, I, I don't do that very often because mm. in London, the opportunities are very difficult to come by in the sort of price level that I work at. Yeah. A lot of my investors, they want long-term, just park, hold, rent out, whatever. Mm. Um, so I, I do three things, really. JVs uh, for flips, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the opportunities are very, uh, uh, they come by very seldom. Mm-hmm. Um, people can invest in my property portfolio and mm-hmm. uh, in return it's like a property earn and learn scheme yeah um, so in return for uh, a loan I'll acquire a property uh, and I'll show them the ins and outs and how it all works and that sort of thing uh, or if they want to acquire their own uh, properties and build their own portfolio I do a sourcing service together with my business partner Daniel uh, that's under the we source London properties brand mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've done that very successfully over the past year. We've built very high yielding portfolios for people, basically using the model uh, that I've built my portfolio on, going, well, it works for me. We'll just replicate it for you. Why not? Um, you want the same? Great. We'll do everything turnkey, similar style finish. We'll let it for your manager, all the rest of it. So mm-hmm. it's very hands off. Absolutely superb. If you could tell people one more time what's the best way to get you, and we'll, we'll leave it there if we yeah, can. Great, sure thing. Uh, so, the best way to get hold of me is on my website, jeroenhopper.com, J E R O E N H O P P E dot com, uh, or find me on LinkedIn or Facebook. Okay, Jeroen, thanks for coming over. It's been great. great. Thanks a lot. Andy. Thank you. I hope this podcast gives you inspiration. And if you want to contact me, I'm Andy Arter. And it's transform your wealth and health at gmail.com.